been so long. Allow me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rewatchman. I am TC DeWitt. With me today, I have. You know what? I'm gonna start over. You threw me off. <clears throat> Way to go, <laughs> jerk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rewatchman, where we don't review movies, we re-review them. We take a movie that's been out for a while. You have a strong feeling about it, you like it, you hate it. But when's the last time you actually watched it? We return to a movie of old and reevaluate all these years later and see how it holds up after many a years gone by. I am TC DeWitt. With me today, I have Chris Schultz. Woo! Uh, Rewatchman. Rewatchman, Chris Schultz. And for the first time officially on an official Rewatchman. Ah. Only took like four years. Writer, <laughs> editor, Designer, rewatchman intern, rewatchman intern, uh, Jeff Bell. Hi, welcome. This is awesome. You've been on, you've been on the Real Watchman React series, yes. which is our, which was the spinoff series you got, you two have done together. Yes, yes. Generally, I'm driving the car yes. and not really talking much. Uh, I had a friend who had fallen way behind on listening to episodes, so he started listening. and He's like, "Are you not on the show anymore?" <laughs> so, no, no, no. That's uh, that's Jeff and Chris. They do the the other the show. Spin-off. Yeah. A spin-off show. Uh, Jeff Bell is is a. You are quite the podcaster. I am the yeah yes. I am podcast I'm, master. Pod, I'm, podcast master. I, I run my own network of podcasts mm-hmm. and shows, which I know actually both of you have been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more recent one, which we're is still in the middle of our break, and I got to fix that. But that's a franchise franchise. But uh, I did the Die Hard series. Schulze did the Police, Police Academy, Academy series. series. I gotta admit, it was a it was painful to. To experience those movies with you guys, <laughs> but, you know the the yeah the first yeah it's it's a good podcast to listen to. <laughs> I don't want let's not get into it here. Well, the next one's gonna be Time Cop that franchise, oh, be, and then oh. followed by the RoboCop franchise, and we're just gonna keep going all the police officers, police, police, police franchise franchise. Yep, gotcha. <laughs> that, that sounds like a terrible idea. You shouldn't do it. I know I won't. Uh, I'm glad I can. And you will. You. Thank you. <laughs> do that at the end of the run of the show. Uh, well, for those unfamiliar with the podcast, like I said, we take a movie we haven't watched in a long time and we reevaluate it. Um, and uh, later in the episode, after we've talked about the film, we will discuss some current events, movie news, catch up with ourselves. But you guys are here to talk, uh, to hear us talk about a movie in particular. And if you haven't caught the title of this episode, we are going back to 1986, Crocodile Dundee. Hey, Mike. G'day, mate. All of us practicing our Australian accents <laughs> over the course of the film. Did you get the finger quotes in there? <laughs> now, uh, if you have watched, <laughs> if you have watched my one-minute rewatch series, which I do for the BitLife channel, you may you will be aware of this. If you have not, you will now be aware of this. This is the highest-grossing September release movie to date, ever, ever. Now, now, keep in mind, this is also the number two movie in 1986. What was number one? Uh, oh, come on, you can't throw out that information and not know the number <laughs> no, one. I think it may have been Platoon. Oh, that makes more sense. I will say this, this movie did have uh, an Academy Award nomination. What? For what? Best Original Screenplay. From Paul Hogan From himself. Paul Hogan. Now, we were, all, we were all shocked to find out that Paul Hogan came up with this story and wrote the screenplay <laughs> yes. to this thing with two other guys. <laughs> Uh, oh, geez, where to begin with this? Let's 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 go with um, first of all, what's what's this movie about, Jeff? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> way to just throw that on me. Okay, I see. I see how this is. Yeah. I know. I yeah. see how this yeah. goes. Yeah. Uh, basically, he is a uh, uh, Paul Hogan plays a character named Crocodile Dundee. A woman from New York goes to no, 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 no say his full name. Oh, sorry, it's Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. There we go. Um, Thank you very much. Can we what? pause it quick? I'm sorry. Top Gun was the number one Top movie. Go. Oh. Top Gun, Crocodile Dundee, 
then Platoon. Then Platoon. What a year. 1986, ladies and gentlemen. And only one of those three movies is on the AFI Top 100 films of I'm all gonna time. I'm going to bet it's Platoon. It's Crocodile Dundee. What? Oh, no, 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 no. It was <laughs> Platoon. <Unpause>. It was <laughs> Platoon. <laughs> all right, so uh, Paul Hogan, Linda Kozlowski, who we've decided. Are, she was 80s hat. She was 80s hat. Okay, but anyway, what, what, Jeff, what, what is this movie about? Um, a news reporter comes to do a story on him. And, uh, on base, uh, sorry, on, on Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. Okay, gotcha. And, uh, falls in love with him. That's it. That's... She, she, she goes to Australia to report on him. They spend half the movie in Australia in the yep. outback. Then they, she takes him to New York. Yep. And they walk around New York. She has a douchebag boyfriend who proposes to her, but she just off camera decides she's not going to marry him. And then... <laughs> Falls in love with, and then freeze. Well, she had already fallen in love with. She I, was sending mixed messages through the whole through the whole film. I really feel like there's a scene that was missing <laughs> between because because douchebag boyfriend proposes to her, right? And then the next scene is her running after I'm not him. Not marrying him. Yeah, like wait, what happened? Wait a minute, there was. It, was it just that look, that exchange that they had, or they they did? Well, they have? they had just made out in the park. <laughs> that is that is true. Yeah, that is okay, true. There's that scene. <laughs> we'll we'll get to more of this in a moment. Shulzy, when's the last time you watched this movie? Oh my gosh, uh, this came out in '86. It was probably the early '90s. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeff, how about you? Uh it's yeah, honestly, probably around the exact same time, like mid '90s or so. Was the, and I don't even remember if I've seen it. All the way, like I don't think it's one of those movies that used to be on like TV yes. all the time. Yes, th that's how I remember this movie. Yep. It was one of those movies that was always on like a Saturday morning after or Saturday afternoon on like a TBS or a TNT yeah, WGN or, or WGN. Right. Yep. I I've never seen this whole movie. I've never seen this whole movie. Really? And, and I and I thought maybe I had and just and maybe I'd ring bells watching it, but nope. I've never. I just kept <laughs> waiting. I'm like. Why are they still in Australia? When do they get to New York? When does he hold the, do the whole this is a knife bit? Right. Well, and it's so weird because it, it is literally halfway through the movie. It's 45 yep. minutes through it's the movie. It's a 90-minute movie. <laughs> and, it's, and you kind of forget, like, I was starting to think about it, like, the movie in that first half when they're in Australia is kind of flowing along, and I'm like, oh, okay. This is just, that's where the whole movie's going to be. Mm -hmm. I thought, so I started to think, because isn't there a sequel to this? There's two. There's two sequels. There's two sequels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there's... Well, when you're the highest grossing September movie of all time, you make sequels. <laughs> yeah. you, you wait five years uh... and make a sequel, and then you wait 11 and make another one. So, so you know what? That means that this franchise actually qualifies oh, for franchise no. franchise. Well, anyway. You can't, you can't watch it again. I mean, That'd be silly, yeah, right? Maybe, maybe. No, I think... We spin this to franchise franchise next. We'll record that right so, away. So, okay, quick do the intro. Okay, so uh, hello, everyone, at Dwellers, and welcome. No, we're not going <laughs> to. All so, right, welcome to this crossover episode. Well, what, what this movie really is, it's 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 two fish out of water stories. Okay, that's because really what she's it is. the fish, she's out, the of fish out of water in mm -hmm, Australia. Mm -hmm. He's saying you can't survive out here. Right, you know, it's just right. And then he's obviously the fish out of water in New York, and she's laughing at him. And everyone's laughing at him like, "Oh, you're never gonna make it here." You know what? I would watch that movie. And yes, I know that is the movie we just watched, <laughs> but this was not a good movie. Is this is this a comedy? I think yes. they try. It's an adventure comedy. There's no way that I would ever qualify this as an adventure comedy. No way, no how. It's weird because it totes the line occasionally of being like a little over the top and kind of not not going into like 
boof territory yeah. or anything, but it's uh, it's 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 very lighthearted. I guess. I guess. It's, it's, At times, it's like a, yeah. this is like a, rom- a romance movie. That's that's all it is. Rom com? No, because it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you laughing. Well, I laughed a couple times. Yeah. At, there's some well timed beats and whatnot, but that that does not equal comedy. <laughs> like uh, you know when. Uh, when he's in the bar and there's the pretty lady hitting on him and then everyone's trying to get his attention, he's going to go home with her and then, oh, Mick, <laughs> that's a guy dressed as a girl. And he grabs her balls and she's like, oh, and everyone's like, ha ha, you almost went home with a dude. <laughs> and TC, yeah. I don't think, I just, I think you're not <laughs> thinking fourth dimensionally. Uh, yeah, this is I, a 1986 movie. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, this is a comedy. I mean, it's just flat oh, out. Boy. I don't. I mean, I, you could. This is up there with the likes of, you know, the Goonies. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> adventure, adventure comedy. comedy. <laughs> the Goonies is an adventure comedy. Yes, I will. I will okay. agree with that. So let's let's talk Paul Hogan here. Paul, Paul Hogan. Uh, quickly, like early in the film, you said yeah, he has a Paul Newman Redford quality. Yeah, film. when he came into the bar, like his introduction, he, there's there's a little bit, at least this version of. Paul Hogan. I, I I don't remember him from any of the other movies. Uh, but two he, other crocodile. The two other crocodile Dundee's movies. But like he does, he had a little bit of kind of the like uh, like uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid era. Robert Redford, Paul Newman. He has some swagger bit, to him. A little yeah. bit of a swagger. He has a you know he has a smile. Mm-hmm. He's got kind of the 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 <clears throat> ruggish charm to himself. Top build. I know his, right. His feature film debut along with '80s hat Linda K. Kozlowski. <laughs> <laughs> Names in front of us still can't pronounce it. <laughs> so. It's probably easier to pronounce if we don't read it. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just, just roll into it. Yeah. Like run into it. <laughs> Linda Kozlowski. It's like, yeah, that's probably how she spells it. Oh, I'll, I'll admit, that's probably why he's, she's okay. he's good. Like, yeah. he's legitimately charming. He's a good act. Like, he's a competent actor. Mm-hmm. I, there wasn't any moment where I was like, wow, great delivery on that. Yeah. A lot of times in this movie, I'm like, that's the take you went with? Yeah. That's the camera angle you're going with? <laughs> there was a lot of funky camera angle yeah. and timing. And... Interesting or funky. You can, either way. If they, they're interesting if they're good. Right. <laughs> funky if they're it questionable. It didn't quite work. And then the one... Uh, iris wipe dissolved. <laughs> yeah, that was right. The one time it's used in the entire film. Which you're right. I I can't think of other movies that either aren't parodies or Star Wars. Right. Like that use the uh, well, Iris. Now you have one to add now to that I list. <laughs> just anytime I see it now, I will say just like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like Paul Hogan. This was his thing. This he wrote it. He starred in it. He's, yeah. This was his debut. So I, I think he. Yeah. I, well. So first of all, this was an Australian film. So this film was just meant to play basically in Australia. Like it wasn't meant to be an American release. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be like a worldwide phenomenon, which it ended up being mm-hmm. a worldwide movie. And I know this is not answering your question. That's fine. But at least this, you're upfront about that. <laughs> this kicked off the infatuation that America had with Australia in the '80s. Like yeah, this is yeah. this is what kicked it off. Like I mean, do you remember that? Like Fosters became big. I was very very little, Chris. I don't. <laughs> Chris, you're showing your age. Eighty six. I, I was I was four. So. I, I was ten. <laughs> I was two. Does that I, make you feel any better? I, I so so there was an Australian kick in the eighties, yeah. and this is what did it. Like all of a sudden, there were there were all these like uh, Aussie products mm-hmm. in the stores. 
Um, what? Jeff's jaw dropped over here. I sorry. No, keep you keep talking. I'm looking up. Linda like, Kozlowski. We'll uh-huh. make a note of Linda here. But the, yeah, so, <laughs> so, I, so I, yeah. the impact that this movie had. It kind of like exploded Australia everywhere else, and this was like the big thing. It's kind of like how, and 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 I remember because I, I had an older brother, mm-hmm. six years older, so he was of an age when movies like this became better, impressionable on him. This was like his like Austin Powers as far as quotes. Yeah, like he quoted this movie all like, the time. Like that's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> yeah, and all those things. Like like I think for that generation, this was huge for quotes and 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 just. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, things. you call that a knife is, that is part of cinematic lexicon to this day. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, younger than teen, you're probably not going to, you don't, you, younger than teen, you haven't developed a sense of cinema yet. But I think anyone in their uh, late teens, early 20s, who's really, and or older, who's really uh, into film, into, you know, life is like a box of chocolates, you know, yep. we're going to need, you're going to need a bigger boat, you know, um, you know, I could have saved one more. That's a little deeper reference, but I think the the you call that a spot knife. Spot on impersonation too. <laughs> Thank you. I do a really good Astro Schindler. Yes. <laughs> well, and absolutely. I think, but I think that speaks to like how this movie. I mean, you said you didn't like it, or you said it was a bad movie. Sorry. Well, uh, that movie I, and liking are different things. It's I, different. It, yeah, it, it's it's so slow. It's it it does not hold my modern sensibility of i think everything we saw in 90 minutes here you could condense down to 45 minutes and then tell more story but again i wonder if it's just because it was an australian production yeah like it's that. just a different perspective it's not a hollywood film yeah, true true i i jeff you're gonna come in soon here with some notes here but um uh i would not put it past some executive currently having a conversation saying when can we reboot the crocodile dundee franchise We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, God. Later. All right, Jeff. But, you're jaw-jopping what? over here. Well, 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 no, no, no. It, it, it's, it's, it's not a thing. Just as far as Paul Elgin goes, I know that he was famous in Australia on this again. Mm-hmm. Exposed him to the world. And he became big for about five years. Yeah. And great, then disappeared again. Great segue. The Paul Hogan Show aired from 1973 to 1984. It was a variety show written by Paul Hogan. Wow. That's what my jaw dropped about. That's So he was huge. He was huge. And it aired in America only on one channel in New York. Wow. But it was on for 11, 12 years. And same director. The Peter Feynman was the director of the show. Wow. So in a sense, this is... Austin Powers was a good kind of like... Hmm. Uh, touchstone like a good comparison or or uh, the lonely island guys who would go who ended up going to hot rod and pop star like mm-hmm. wow that's crazy yeah that is crazy so did do you think australians resent paul hogan for existing <laughs> for like turn like you know put another shrimp on the bobby like that's from dumb and dumber quoting a paul hogan commercial spot for right. something they probably do. They probably are just like, yeah, he's a bad representation. But I feel like you could argue that every uh, every country has the actor or the personality type that I'm sure the rest of that country is just like, I we that's that's uh, not who we are. But Tom, everyone thinks that's who we Tom are. Tom Green does not represent Canada. <laughs> <clears throat> Nickelback does. Well, let, let's let's talk. Uh, well, not even Canada. Sue, <laughs> Canada doesn't even want Nickelback. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Uh, Sue, played by Linda Kerr. Okay. <clears throat> okay. She's, 
a terrible character. <laughs> she is. She is. Bouncing I, all over the place. As a 10-year-old, I remember saying, like, what? She, what? She like, is... she's like, I'm not going to leave you alone. She literally leaves him alone yep. constantly. Constantly. Like, he wanders around New York on his own. She's just like, hey, this is a phone. That's the TV. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't die, basically. <laughs> That's well, the... so when she's in Australia... Mm-hmm. And the two are alone. They're talking a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm granted, we're not seeing everything. I know you're going. How many this. times did he mention her uh, boyfriend? I will say this: not a. The moment he shows up in New York, you yeah. go, "What?" I thought <laughs> she's that was in a her relationship. Boss. Yeah, cool. Because like the first scene in the movie is him saying like, "Hey, I miss you. Get back here." And there seems to be a a, a, relationship. a relationship there. I didn't even realize that was the same guy. Yeah, until... I forgot about that yeah. scene in the beginning of the movie. So. <laughs> Now, okay, uh, let's just keep talking about how terrible she is before I segue into what I actually want to talk about. Um, he... She is terrible! <laughs> is, it the, is it the swimsuit? Is that what we're going oh, into? Oh, yes, that was it. it. <laughs> yes, it. Now, she... that was a good swimsuit. Her, her, <laughs> that is her, such an 80s swimsuit, my God. Her bag of, a uh, bottomless bag of that clothes. she keeps all of her clothes in yeah. somehow. Uh, no bras. No bras. No bras. Completely no, no. bra-less. Women's has, lib. Women's lib. She has six different outfits and a sleeping bag that's crammed inside that bag. She, she did say space. she did some women's lib yep. stuff. That's why she doesn't wear a bra. She, okay. You know what? I didn't catch that subtext. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. You know, this is the, this is the deep <laughs> subtext you find in movies like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> this is the... <laughs> Wait until you see the third one. Now, okay, so no. when she's introduced uh she goes into the bar they're building up the legend of crocodile dundee before he enters the bar with wrestling with walter with yeah with walter and um and and that's a that's a i was actually just watching something on cinefix which is the top 10 best introductions of a character Mm. in film and they talk about the different methods of introducing a character and one of the methods is building up the legend until you meet the character and they and the whole crocodile dundee certainly is no best of any sort of they use that method of let me let me build the legend of of mick dundee until you meet him and then there he appears wrestling an alligator so it's a neat little introduction there Mm -hmm. and she's in she's taken by him right away and he manhandles dances with her and like it is very very clear that guys wrote this woman there is nothing about this woman that is realistic to a female and it's especially in a modern context of how how women uh there's more and more empowerment of women over in in cinema the more it becomes an issue that people address you can look back at stuff like this and it's it's offensive it's yeah it's not offensive like terribly terribly well it's but 30 years ago that's when this movie was made 30 years ago this movie came out. Oh god. <laughs> but it's that's one of the re- one of the elements that is so dated is this like this she's just a terribly written character. Yeah. She's 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 well, she she's the editor of the newspaper, right? Yeah, no, she's just a reporter. She's, just a reporter. She's, she's Lois Lane. She's an investigative journalist. She's very much so wishy-washy. She seems to be bouncing back and forth between the men that yeah. she is wanting. She's she, yeah, I agree. She doesn't come off she's as just a this, woman. She she's, comes off as yeah. like as she's what the, a man thinks a woman is. Exactly. Yeah. She's surprised to be one. Yep. And oh, look at look at how well I wrote an independent woman. Yeah. Like, no, you you think you wrote an independent woman, but yeah. she's not. No. Like it's just it's just a very poor representation representation of a character. How did Linda do in the role? Eh, she's not great. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think I saw a total of like 
13 films <laughs> that she was in, and her last one was The Third Crocodile Dundee. Oh, she's in all of them. Yeah, yeah. she's in all of them. Fantastic. <laughs> now I'm going to uh, watch the other two. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess you have, have to. to. What's the What's the second one called? Crocodile Dundee 2? I think that's I all think of it, I think he's in New York, and the third one, he's in L.A. Yeah, because the third one's Crocodile Dundee in, in L.A., or in Los Angeles, yeah. or something like that. I miss I miss the number system. <laughs> what was I talking? I was watching something. People need to be more proud of how many movies they've made, right? It should don't 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 put a subtitle. I'm I'm tired of subtitles. You should be proud that this is the sixth Resident Evil movie to come out. <laughs> can we and can it we also can we also go back to you know standard numbering of the movies and not pull a Fast and the Furious where <laughs> it's all over the place or it's not all over the place. It goes one, two, four, five, six. Three sevens coming out. <laughs> but the name. No, I'm sorry, I messed it up. It's one, three, no, one, two, four, five, six, seven, then three, and now eight's coming. No, no, I fucked that up. Hold on a second. No, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. It's one, two, four, five, six, three, seven. Got it. There we go. That took three hours for me to get that. <laughs> I, we cut that. I, we I, edited I, it out for yeah, you. Yeah. I went home. So <laughs> I had to get the in, done back. Yeah, I so he got it. It just took him three hours. <laughs> the full version of that will be available <laughs> to you later. Um, All your if Patreon you wish to listen to it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, let, let's talk another character here because there's very few in this movie. Yeah, there is. Uh, Walter. Wally. Wal Wally. He hates Mick, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't think he hates. <laughs> He hates, he's, he, to me, he's like, a, he's a businessman. He wants his business to be successful. He knows it's going to be more successful the more he builds it up. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like you, you build up this, he's like a showman. You build up this huge show. Yeah. And it's just this little juggler. <laughs> I just realized the last time you see him is when we faded out of that scene. Oh, he died. He must be dead. Yeah, that must be. I mean, I know he died in real life in like 89, but oh, like... He was a real man. <laughs> but I mean, I, like, I just realized, like, we never... You never get, like, a final payoff, because he's in the beginning. He's in, you know, that portion. Then they leave for New York, which I have a side note regarding what I feel like they would do for this movie nowadays. Um, the whole... <laughs> it's two... This is two movies put into one film. Mm-hmm. It really should have either been the Australia bit or the New York bit, yeah. or with like a five anyway, minute gap in there. Yeah, but no, he. But then he. But Wallace, Wallace shows back up later on, and then like he hangs up the phone, and like starts talking. So we made that comment, like, oh, I guess that scene's done because he just <laughs> dissolved away from that scene. He decided to stay in New York. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, oh. the movie isn't called Wally Dundee. It Maybe should it should have be. been. It should have been. I think Michael right. J that, and Wally D. Let's let's write that. <laughs> what let's was Wally doing that. during the events of Crocodile <laughs> right. Dundee? We'll get uh, Paul Hogan back. It'll be fine. Okay, here's um, another note I have here is, it, it, and it, it didn't become, it became less of an issue for me as the movie went on. This soundtrack is terrible. <laughs> you think so? The, the person orchestrated, like, scoring this, it's that 80s, everything done on a keyboard. Yep. It's very synthy. Oh, gosh. It's a lot of synthesizers for strings. Mm -hmm. Until the end. I feel like the, the last big, like... <laughs> The big crescendo at the end when he's running across people's heads. Can you talk louder? The orchestra's getting this music cue is getting really loud. It kept getting really loud during that ending. Like that was probably like the best piece. You know what? I'm gonna but... I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Okay. Okay. I I'm gonna put it out there into the universe. I I'm not gonna be responsible for this, and I don't think either you two should be either. 
Make me Chris. Mike Myers needs to spoof this movie. Oh my goodness. Mike Myers needs to do a Crocodile Dundee. Not not an Austin Powers move. Like well, another character. Another like Austin Powers esque movie that's just a Crocodile Dundee ripoff. You know, I, I would think if technically is it the, Austin Powers that? <laughs> no, because Austin Powers is the is good mod um, era. I oh. believe we had the Crocodile Hunter. That was yeah. Look what, how well that happened. Wasn't that a parody of this? <laughs> The Cro- character? Crocodile Hunter? Oh, no, you're right. There was a Crocodile Hunter movie. Yeah. Oh, my true. God. Before he died. <laughs> yeah. I, I know it wasn't a parody. I was just a joke. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have quotes in his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, do you guys... I have one more note here, but I'm going to save it for when we get near the end here. Um, what, are the, what are the thoughts about this? Anything else jump out at you? Any, any other feelings about this film? I, I will say, like... I, so I, I probably remember this movie better than the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I definitely... I remembered bits and pieces. There were a number of jokes that I think still worked. And again, there are a lot of timing bits. Like when, when he looks at Wally's watch, when... Says oh, about two twenty, and he's right. Oh yeah, and he's like 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 that was that was funny. That's good. That's good. The the uh, catching the snake. Um, yep, catching shoot. the snake and just acting very you know. And the food thing I thought was still funny. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you can eat it. it tastes like shit. But <laughs> and as he's pulling out a can of food, so I I think there were still jokes that. I mean, even that ending when he's walking on everyone's head at the end, that was funny to me. Well, before that, even the bit of her shouting to the construction oh, yeah. worker, going shouting yeah. to the another guy just said, yeah, that nice. That was yeah. that was funny because it's yeah. funny. Like it seems to be like the mo- like the best stuff was all the stuff in Australia, mm-hmm. and then was the end scene in New York. <laughs> yeah, like all, oh. like everything else in New York was kind of just like there. And if, I, I feel like it just I don't know. I I personally don't. I I'm I'm not a fan of it being split like this. Okay. It doesn't feel right. To well, me. think about the film in this way, okay. Um, Think of it like 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 the uh, Baywatch effect had on American TV and the perception that the world had on America. Yep. That was the most popular show in the world, Baywatch, mm-hmm. forever. Okay. That's the world saw that and thought that's how Americans were. So this was an Australian production, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They see that second half of the movie and they think that's how Americans are. That's New York. That, that's, that's New York. That's New York <laughs> Americans. I mean, at least that's they, they filmed are. it in New York. They, they <laughs> do. But I mean, I mean, how uber rich. Is she? Oh right, no kidding. Yeah, like, she has a place. She has her own apartment downtown, mm-hmm. and her dad's house is like a the mansion. size of all the ground that they covered in Australia. Yeah, <laughs> like so. This is an Australian production. So in some ways, I'm sure to them and that audience, that section is hilarious because look how these people live with the bidet, and yeah. look how you know. So from that audience, that section may be just hilarious. You're right, I, I, and I didn't take that into consideration at all. Not not realizing that this was specifically made as an Australian film that somehow became an international success. You make a fair point there. The the comedic timing is different. You even had to pause the movie at one point to explain a joke to us, right? Which was, uh, do you do you deal in cattle? No, I just toss them once in a while. And then ha 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 ha, we don't get the joke. And then you pause to go, guys. <laughs> Toss means have sex with. <laughs> oh, yeah. for an Australian audience, he probably said that, and there was probably people rolling in the aisles. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and 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 you know what? That's probably something that the uh, that the people uh, rating the film missed. Yeah, 
Because that's basically he's saying, I fuck him. Yeah. And it's still a PG-13 film. <laughs> but it's clever. Yeah. It's a workaround. Well, I, I, I want to point out, Jeff has probably the sharpest eye in the history of, <laughs> of movie watching. Um, oh, I almost forgot about at, this. At one point in the movie, he leaves Linda behind, or she probably ditched him again. He, he, asks, a cabbie, uh, he asks a cabbie to take him to a bar. They go to a bar. They get the exterior shot of the bar. And Jeff <laughs> goes, hey, I think that's Luke Cage's bar from Jessica Jones. We're like, oh, yeah, it does kind of look like it. He's, and he it just says, no, 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 no. I, I think that I have to Google it. Yep. It and was. It, it freaking is the same bar. It's the same bar. It's uh, it's called 7B Horse Horse House or something like that. Like it's an actual bar in, in New York City. In New York City, and they pride themselves as being now the Jessica Jones bar. Mm-hmm. Now that it's from that, but also from The Godfather and Crocodile Dundee. That's like cr- I can't believe you. Like okay, there is. It's an establishing shot. It's one one shot. establishing shot. There's a diner in Los Angeles. You guys have seen this diner. Anyone listening? who has seen more than 10 movies in their life, has seen this diner. They film at it for everything. <laughs> Seriously, you, I, I, if I, I'll put the link in the, in the episode. There's a nice montage, someone creative all the times. Seven, Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> Minority Report. Like every freaking movie film, films, and every TV show films there. I see that bar, I go, oh, it's that bar. You spotted Luke's diner from one establishment. <laughs> Luke's, uh, not Luke's diner, that's from Gilmore Girls. You spotted Luke's bar <laughs> in one so, establishment. You just admitted that you watch Gilmore Girls. That's a, I, uh, of course I do. <laughs> Silly. It's, it's a wonderful show. It's very charming. <laughs> no, so, I'm pretty, I, I have a knack for, for bars, that apparently. Was, that's my thing. That I, was very impressive. The last time I did that was when I recognized another bar from a TV show. Really? I, yeah. I so was this like, is something you've done before. Because I've been to that. I've been to the bar from the TV show, not this <laughs> one. But I was like, I've been there. I know that place, totally. I think it was in an episode of Heroes, actually. Nice. But yeah, so. I just, and I had, to, I had to look it up because I'm like, no, 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 I need to know. You need, and you were right. And I was right. Congratulations. And I'm that's very happy. Very impressive. I'm very excited that I, uh, that's my contribution. Can't help it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, so you would ask the question: Why isn't someone remaking this, or why isn't someone sitting down and thinking, "We can remake this. Yeah, we can make this again." Still, I just want to. This needs to be said as many times as possible. This is the highest-grossing September release movie ever. 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 It came out thirty years. Thirty ago. years so ago. In thirty years. In thirty years, no movie has come out in September and grossed as much as Crocodile Dundee. And what's remarkable is that for those type of things. They're not changing the dollar because of inflation. No. So this is nineteen eighty six dollars versus two thousand six dollars, two thousand sixteen dollars. Hotel Transylvania, Insidious, um, uh, uh, The Equalizer, starring Denzel Washington. No. Nope. Blair, Blair Witch. No. Well, the the new Blair Witch that just yeah. came out this month. That won't be. I'm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It won't. It won't be. <laughs> it won't be. So anyway, yes, remake. So. Here's the controversy of this film. Mm. There is controversy. Oh, okay. So, Paul Hogan insisted that Cracker Island was an idea of his own. It was a fish out of water type thing when he's in New York. He thought that'd be a funny movie. Yeah. It was revealed later that the real life inspiration was a guy named Ron Ansel, who became popular in 1977 in Australia when his boat capsized during a solo hunting expedition. He had spent two months trapped in the wilderness. He survived by drinking cow blood sleeping with snakes and occasionally fighting and decapitating the the odd crocodile 
we saw all that in there, basically. Yeah. Um, so he mentioned that when he was in New in Door BBC uh, interview, uh, which he reportedly attended barefoot, he put him in a ho- they put him in a hotel, which was very nice, but he decided to sleep on the floor. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, um, this inspired Crocodile Dundee. Now, he never got any credit for it. Oh. He never saw a cent of it. Mm-hmm. His life and marriage fell apart after this. Oh. Uh, he got into a shootout with police killing one of them. Whoa. And some say he was driven mad due to his ex- exclusion from the success of Crocodile Dundee movies. And the production company did not allow him to start his own Crocodile Dundee tour. Oh, my God. That's the movie. I don't need to see a new Crocodile Dundee. Make I want to see. Honest. I want to see the biopic of the of, of the guy that. it's based on. Because that all sounds what, interesting. What was the guy's name? Rod Ansel. Rod Crocodile Ansel. There's guys. That's the movie right yeah. there. Oh, that poor son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. And here, I was just gonna say how much the money, how much the movie made with inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Your story's better. <laughs> no, Jeff, how much money did the movie make with Seven hundred twenty-four million dollars. Oh my god! This movie is literally an Avengers movie. <laughs> like, yeah, that's amazing. Made it, it was eight an eight million dollar budget, nineteen eighty-six money. Wow, eight million dollars. Eight million dollars. And they had they turned they turned out three hundred twenty-eight million worldwide. So it's. <laughs> it's well. I guess you could you could relate it to like a Blair Witch. You could relate it to like like what, what the first Saw. I think like any of those yeah. like very low, low budget low budget success stories. You could yeah. even argue Deadpool. I guess technically yeah. now Deadpool would be your like modern equivalent to just cheap budget. That's so then crazy. Blowing it out of the park. Yeah, three quarters of a billion dollars <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. And and I don't know I don't know in '86 if if. You know, because while the blockbuster had come around with Jaws in the 70s mm-hmm, and things like mm-hmm. that, if if the, if if the studios had figured out the dump months yet. Yeah. You know, maybe they knew they had something here. Mm-hmm. And it was a late summer release. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, the, the idea of dump month, again, those listening, it's, it's the late January to February, and... September. Late September, late end of August into September, are the dump months of where studios just like whatever put something out. It's the worst months of the year. Yep. Uh, boy. Okay. I we're the, just uh, just over a, or just shy of a week from it being thirty years. Wow. So <laughs> September twenty sixth. Wait, wait. This will release on September twenty sixth. This episode oh, we mark the thirtieth anniversary. <laughs> oh, the way to put the screws to me to make sure this gets out on time. That is that three hour bit of you trying uh, to get the numbers right too. We have to edit all that out. Oh boy. Um, this movie is not terrible, but it to me this is this is me kind of just wrapping up my thoughts here. It does totally feel it's perfect for those saturday afternoon wgn movies that i remember watching when i was like 10 years old like this is not a one that i'm gonna say you've got to see this movie this is this is not essential by any means i don't even know who i would recommend this to i maybe maybe my grandmother i was gonna say somebody who would have been 
our age-ish, oh, I guess, I, when the movie I came out. I love Paul Hogan. He's so dreamy. He's like an Australian Robert Redford. <clears throat> okay, well, then you should watch Crocodile Dundee. Yes. <laughs> but if you don't have that attitude, I don't think you're missing a thing mm. with this movie. There's nothing There's nothing in it that you're gaining or losing. Well, so... Chris is going to completely disagree with us. No, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't completely disagree. I'm just going to say you do have key lines and quotes that come from this movie. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who... <clears throat> Wants to look at the the you know the you know where Hollywood or where films like like where the you pop see all cultural the history yeah. Mm, yeah then I would say watch this because this had a huge impact on pop culture especially in the eighties mm. I yeah I can I can get behind you on that if, if you're looking for story <laughs> character development all those things no the, the things no. That most movies tend to no. have <laughs> but but you know and I could see why in eighty six. You know, or even, you know, as you get into the 90s, like as a kid watching this movie, you probably mm-hmm. have fond memories of it. Why well, this is a perfect rewatchment type film because it's like... It is only 90 minutes long. Yeah, so. it's and very it's, short. And it's currently streaming on Amazon. Yeah. Free. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. All, I, well, at least the two Crocodile Dundies are. Oh, so we can watch Crocodile Dundee too. Well, we're doing Franchise Franchise. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, this secretly segued into a Franchise Franchise. Oh, no, that's you guys why tricked I, me. That's why I introduced the whole, like, inflation. Also, it's an AFI movie yeah. podcast, <laughs> apparently, now. So, uh... Uh, Well, I, I, I want to pose a question to you guys before we wrap up this segment and move on. And I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, boy. Name your favorite or some of your favorite Australian movies. Mad Max. The original, Road Warrior, Fury Road, uh, Thunderdome. Road, Road I, Warrior, because the first one is not necessary to be watched by anybody. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't need it. Uh, favorite Australian I, movies. I have, I have mine. Go Rescuers Down Under. Oh. And 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 for those of you who are, who maybe even scoff at such a things, Rescuers Down Under came out between Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. It is part of the golden era of Disney Interesting. animation. Interesting. Yeah. So Rescuers Down Under is 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 my favorite Australian film. I know it. I know it. Wait, is it New Zealand or is it Australia? I was gonna guess Chris would be what we do in the shadows. That's, that's New Zealand. <laughs> okay, it's New Zealand. <laughs> that's New Zealand. Sorry, sorry for those Kiwis who might be listening. I know, I know that is offensive to you to, to, to dare make that mistake. It's all the same thing. No, right? no, Canada and America are two different things. <laughs> Canada and Mexico. Wait, no, America. Wait. California and Mexico. Wait, that is one, the same thing. So... Four, five. Oh, <laughs> got... Did you make... look up movies yes. made in Australia? <laughs> so, <laughs> Cheater. Uh, Moulin Rouge is an Australian film. But there's nothing inherently Australian okay. about it. What about Australia? <laughs> oh, God, that's right. That's... Well, that's right, because Baz Luhrmann is Baz Australian. Baz Luhrmann is Australian, so all of Baz Luhrmann movies could be Australian. Technically Australian movies. Well, Mad Max takes place in Australia, starring in Australian. Uh, Crocodile Dundee, Australia, starring in Australia. Rescuers Down Under, in Australia. I'm I'm, I'm posing the question that way. But hey, if you want to say Moulin Rouge, all the more power to you. That's like the I first mean, one I recognize when I'm looking up the list. I mean, Ewan McGregor, pretty cool. Coming off of his sweet Obi-Wan Kenobi money. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they didn't know he could sing. No. Neither did I. I'm like, oh, you can sing and dance. They had a voice double for him. like The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen really? of the Desert. Oh, good. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're just making Babe. 
Yeah, because it's a George Miller movie. That's it's why. Right. <laughs> so Happy Feet as well. I am yeah, not so making feet. things up. I am reading a list. Completely, completely different. All right, the Wiggles well, movie. The Wiggles, Jesus. Oh, no, All right, well, for you. those listening, uh, if you do have any thoughts or feelings about Crocodile Dundee, or what is your favorite Australian film, yes. I'll put it in the comments below. I don't know if we have any Aussie listeners, to tell you the truth. We have a couple Brits I do know that. This will pull them out of the woodwork. If they, if you do, you will now find them. Uh, so put it in the comments below. Let us know if we're right. Let us know if we're wrong. Any any, any final thoughts here before we move along, guys? The Great Gatsby. You're that's just, ba- you're just, just naming just... all the Baz Luhrmann movies. <laughs> the Babadook. <laughs> you actually. The Babadook. The Babadook. The Babadook is a damn good horror movie. Um, I I highly recommend. Oh, that's that's a good. One. That's good. <laughs> Okay. Well, we're Stop gonna, going through the list. We're, we're <laughs> going to take a break here. We're going to take a break here. Uh, hit up the comment sections, uh, tweet at us, whatnot. Uh, but let's take a quick break here. We're going to enjoy this little musical interlude. And when we come back, we're going to discuss some current events and movie news and whatnots and catch up with one another. So we'll be right back, folks. Thank you for listening. Dead calm. Stop listing movies. <laughs> I think about the implication of diving in too deep, possibly the complications, especially at night. I worry over the situations, I know we'll be alright. Perhaps it's just your imagination. Appears. Night after night, my heart beats shows the fear. Ghosts appear and fade away. All right, uh, welcome back from the break, there, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, so, for this second part of the podcast, now that we've discussed the movie review many of you may stop listening at this point but uh, we're just going to catch up on some current events whether it's our own personal current events or some movie news but uh, i will kick it off first by saying hey if you're listening to this on firmamentfilms.com swing on over to the movie section and check out our charlotte's best picture winner unbuttoned which is our newest short added to the library of shorts that we have done not chronologically, Not but... Chronologically. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but a little uh, feather in our caps, we won three cities in three months with three different films. So if you want to watch our summer trilogy, we have <laughs> Screenwriter, which Schulze and I came up with a story. Mm-hmm. We worked on the story together with Chad. Yep. Uh, Meatball Assassino, which Jeff and Schulze worked on <laughs> together to make the story. Yep. And Unbuttoned, which I wrote. So... Um, <laughs> But hey, that's so there's cool. no collaboration between TC and I. That's 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 the same. That, that is a darn right line. You know it, sir. <laughs> I have uh, no idea what you're talking about. So go go ahead on over there. And as I as uh, Ben isn't here, I will do a quick plug for NBC Asian America. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on, on NBC.com as well. And check out the Life Stories the- series, which Ben just wrapped up season one. Cross your fingers and send out good vibes and like 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 view 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 and see. If Ben can get a season two 
for the Life Story series, which is a uh, documentary series about Asian Americans who and you know just a little little mini docs on their lives. And the series is great because it's it's incredible to hear other people's stories and just how relatable they are to you, whoever you might be. All right, so now that I've babbled that out, you guys want to talk about anything or you want to jump right into the news? Jeff, what have you been up to? I have been up to mostly uh, writing and watching uh, watching a lot of TV shows. Catching, uh, catching up on some stuff. Catching up on some stuff, some old stuff. I started watching Red Dwarf again for the first time ah, in years. You, you, um, is Red Dwarf Australian? No, it is oh, not. It's it's, British. It is British. Okay, it is right. British. Can, for this podcast, could you say it's Australian? Yes. Okay. Red Dwarf, the... Australia, almost said British again. The Australian sci-fi television I, show. I just, I just, someone just put a comment below, correcting you. It's, oh, it's British. I'm damn sorry. it. Yeah. Okay, uh, I don't know what I'm talking nice, about. Nice try. Nice I tried. Should you know, we move on? Yeah, I guess. But, oh, but, but, but what I'm doing? I'm doing other things too. <laughs> you were rewatching Lost. Yeah, I was rewatching Lost. I'm almost done. I got about like six per episodes, mm-hmm. having rewatched it for the first time since it finished. So you, Originally. we've we've done an episode on Lost. Ben and I are both fans. Um, I've watched it multiple times. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since I've seen it. I think the last time I watched it in its entirety was when it. No, no, I watched it one more time after it ended. Um, did you say you're hating Jack this time or liking Jack this time? <clears throat> so it's kind of. <laughs> I was for the first like three seasons really liking Locke. I hated Locke the first time around. When the show originally aired, I didn't like Locke, and I loved Jack. Mm. This time around, I found Jack to just be annoying. <laughs> and it's like, dude, shut up. and you just have to go back. Yeah, stop whining. Though that moment is pretty... I still say that's one of the best moments of the of the show. The it's whole week, when you got, realize you it's go back. A, when you realize it's a fast. Yep. <laughs> the moment Kate walks out of the shadow and you're like, "What's going on?" Dun, dun, dun. Like, wait a minute, did they know? They didn't know each other. Wait, what is this? No. What's going on? They have to go back. Like that is just a brilliant piece of, of television. <laughs> but uh, I'm almost yeah. Now that I'm almost done with the show, now it's got a little muck, you know, murky because once spoilers. I yeah, guess. you're fine. Right. It's been long enough, right? Um, it's been six years since the finale ended. But, like, I think this time right now that you're in the sixth season and all the stuff with Locke happens and Jax feels just very secondary because Jack now at the point where he's like, I don't care. Do what you want to do. I'm done. I've, he's, I've lost all my faith. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just, it's it's kind of just this middle ground of, all right. You still get the flying Jack punch, which is pretty awesome in the final. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. His his superhero or his uh, wrestling move. <laughs> uh, I last uh, last night before heading out here, I watched uh, London Has Fallen. Oh, which is the sequel to Olympus Has Fallen, which was the best Die Hard movie that came out that year. Yes, that is very true. Oh, uh, we what? should have done that as our fifth episode. <laughs> London Has Fallen, not as good. Oh, and, damn it! I was uh, kind of hoping Anton, Anton Fuqua directed Olympus Has Fallen would not come back for for London because of the script, the script. He hated the script and and the, and the pro, uh, production company, the distribute. I don't know, whatever studio it was, was like, nope, this has got to come out. Then he's like, well, then I'm off. Find another director. They went through like five directors till they got to that. That's a good sign, typically. Yeah, when, when people drop out of your film and they can't get people to stay on it, yeah, it's a great sign. <laughs> I mean, I know your favorite Pixar film of all time, The Good Dinosaur, had, like, directors. <laughs> That's not my favorite of all time. Most favorite. Might be, my, might be my least favorite, actually. I love all the Pixar movies. You finished The Good Dinosaur? Cars too. <laughs> I didn't finish it. You, uh, you finished the remake of The Lion King? <laughs> it was more like the first Ice Age. 
Anyway, <laughs> what we're talking about, Olympus has fallen. Fall it's streaming on Netflix right now. That's why I watched it. It popped up, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm drawing right now." London. L- oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, London. London is London, Yes. Um, does have some good action sequences in it. There's one extended, one like action sequence that's done in a oneer. Oh, it's, really? And it's, I knowing Daredevil-esque. Fi- knowing, well, no, because Daredevil is that is hallway yeah. and stairwell. This thing was down a street into a building, up over a building, back down into the street explosions, missile launchers going off, tanks rolling, cars exploding, gunshots, people dying, squibs. Uh, certainly knowing filmmaking, I could spot where the some of the cut or like the cuts might have been. Right. But actually it was pretty it was a nice if only for that sequence, you could probably find it on YouTube. Not bad. I'll and, find, I'll and to watch it. To watch stunts play out like that with Pyro in in practical fashion. I'm I'm always a nice I'm always a fan fan of that. It's that's good filmmaking. I long for the days of legitimate stunts and <laughs> explosion yeah that sounds wrong because there are still legitimate stunts but like people falling off buildings or jumping mm-hmm. or explosions and stuff like that actually happening in camera i i miss the days of that happening a and, lot more than it does now yeah, yeah and exchange exchanges of dialogue actual like story development within that sequence and it's that's well done i think gerard butler's a good action hero he just kind of makes crap movies <laughs> but hey again i will say olympus has fallen best i heard five Yep. What's up, Chelsea? All right, so I haven't watched many movies lately. I, I've watched some, but they've been all old movies and things like that because I just had a kid. What? So... You did? Yeah. And you, they... look, you look great. Well, thank you. <laughs> I've, I've actually been getting a lot of sleep. <laughs> Where's my wife? And from elsewhere in the house, Deanna's. <laughs> Congratulations. I thank you. But I have been able to read, so I got tons of news. Oh, all right. Well, then we should jump right on into this. All right, so lots of DC news, actually. <laughs> wait, wait, comics all right, or movies? Well, we're just going to skip all of this. <laughs> all right, so first one, and this is a rumor I talked to you about already, and I like it a lot. Um, apparently, Warner Brothers was going hard after Stephen Yeun, mm-hmm. Glenn, Glenn from, from Walking, Walking Dead, Dead mm-hmm. to be Nightwing in Dick. the Batman movie, to be Dick Grayson. Oh, man. I, I like this idea. I like. Uh, I like it a lot. I, I I know that there's a video going out right now. It's the voice actor from Big Hero Six who's desperate to be cast as Robin, and I say do not do that because the last time we let an internet audition give us a character, it was um, Aang from Last Airbender. What? <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to be Robin, yeah. he can be Tim Drake. I guess. I know. I don't want to see some. If it no. <laughs> But I'm all for Glenn being Nightwing. That's a great idea. I know. I know. I'm, I have a feeling Ben would be all for that too. He's a, well. He's a very, very, very capable actor. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see him doing that. Uh, ben. Ben is hoping that Glenn sees his fate play out on Walking Dead soon, so that that actor can go on to do other things. <laughs> it's always good when you're waiting. You're just like, no, I just want that care actor to be available for other projects. So just kill him <laughs> off, get rid of him. Let's just move on. Let's do it. That's a great room. Now I know they cast Deathstroke, the Terminator, for the Batman solo movie, and it's Flash Thompson himself, Joe Mandigel... Mandigel... Man- yeah. Mandigel- it's just like... Jade Glavarg, whatever. Joe Miles. What's the last? What's the woman's name for this movie? Linda Kirkhouse. Yeah, Linda. Linda. <laughs> Jade. Linda Krasoviak. Well, right, uh, uh, Kr- Krasinski. Krasinski. 
Krasinski. Yes, John's mother. John's mother. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Um, but no, uh, so DC has finished their trifecta of Raimi trilogy characters. They have Willem Dafoe in Aquaman, J. Jonah Jameson himself, uh, J.K. Simmons is in Batman, and now Flash Thompson is in Batman. They grabbed them all. There you go. So. That's and that's good. That's that's good casting. I'm I'm very intrigued by the Batman. Solo oh man, movie. Joe Joe Mantegello is a, he he looks the part. Yeah, like I'm, and he's a good he's a capable actor, not just from uh, Flash Thompson and from the first Spider Man, but Pee Wee's big. I was just gonna say, did yeah. anybody see Pee Wee? Come on, he was brilliant in that, and that's probably what what won him the role. I or feel. Magic Mike. I'm pretty positive it's probably Pee Wee's <laughs> big holiday. I mean, look at it this way. You know, J.J. Abrams had Star Trek Two as, hey, look, I can make a Star Wars movie just fine. Mm-hmm. That's was... His audition? His audition. Makes perfect so, sense. Right? What else you got, Chris? All right. Shall we go down the... We'll, we'll go down the DC Let's... deep. So someone posted tons of spoilers out there. So we're going to get in the spoiler category. For what? For the, all the DC movies coming out. Spoilers in, like, stories? You want or... the synopsis... Of, do you want to know what's going to happen in the Justice League movie? Oh boy, I don't know. Do I want to know? I do. Like, I'll how, look it up. <laughs> how, how confirmed are these? Uh, it's Latino movie review. Oh, they got a pretty good track record. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> do you want to know? Okay. I, okay. I, I won't. I won't give everything here. So the bad guys mm-hmm. for Justice League. Well, Steppenwolf. What? Isn't it Steppenwolf? Ares and Ocean Master. What? For Justice League? For the Justice League. Well, what the hell? Okay. This is just making Batman versus Superman even more useless. So, uh, Ares, who is one of the biggest villains in the Wonder Woman comic books. Yep. And Ocean Master, which I'm just going to go on a limb, is an Aquaman bad guy. <laughs> the funny thing would be is yes. if it wasn't. Why not Black Manta, though? I guess, whatever. Well, he may be, Black Manta may be in the Aquaman movie. Oh, all right. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. So, Ares is injured by Wonder Woman, so maybe he's in the Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. and teams up with Ocean Master after he betrays Aquaman trying to take over Atlantis. Oh, Darkseid will have a heavy presence in that movie, but he won't be the main bad guy until... Justice League 2. Yeah. They're pulling a Thanos. Yeah. They are pulling a Thanos. Well, Interesting. If you're going to keep trying to copy Marvel, you Just copy him, be perfect at this point. Oh, it'd be great if Darkseid's like, I don't know, they cut to him right before the end of the movie. And he's sitting in a chair. And he's sitting in a chair in space somewhere. And leans forward. Because you got to remember, DC's rushing these things. So yeah. He's sitting in a space and chair, and he leans forward and says, I'll do it myself. Yep. Which uh, is going to cut it down into one film. Green Lantern will appear at the end of the Justice League movie. Okay. Is he going to show up like Wonder Woman showed up in... Just, it doesn't say, not, it doesn't provide they, a lot of details. They said Green Lantern. They didn't say anything about Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan could right. be intermittently, he's trying to could be steal John, back could be a John, photo. Could be John Stewart. I wish it would be. It's going to be Hal So uh, for the Batman solo film, mm-hmm. the bad guys are? Well, Deathstroke. Probably two Joker, main Probably Joker, too. Joker and Black Mask. Oh, Black Mask would have been my next guess. Well, now, is there still rumor that it, it's possible it's going to be an Arkham movie? I, I think that I would love to see it pared down to just the raid with Batman. Yeah, like <laughs> thrown into Arkham and just all right, well, go. Like that movie would be so it'd be so awesome. So here are the films for DC that are still in development: mm-hmm. Suicide Squad Two, 
Man of Steel 2. Oh, hold on a second. Just hit the pause button. Do you like how proud DC is that they've they are the they they've done something Marvel has never done. They had two movies make a billion dollars in one year. Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. And they took that cocky photo with the whole DC extended universe. Guy sounding such a hater right now. The movies are bad. <laughs> they, they are, are bad. bad movies, and those characters deserve better. Yes, and do. that's why I'm angry. I love those characters, and they have yet to be treated fairly I, on the basis. I've not seen you this angry since our George Lucas talk. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, All right. So, Man of Steel 2. Man of Steel 2. Birds. Hashtag mullets for Superman. <laughs> Birds of Prey. What? Oh, okay. So I just immediately flashed back to the old TV the show. The TV show? Oh, boy. <laughs> Crime Syndicate. And New Gods. Crime Syndicate? And the, New the, Gods. The cyborg film has been canceled. <laughs> oh, no. What? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. So, okay, here's a question. Why are they doing all these, what I would consider, oddball? We'll They're C-listers. Yeah. Trying to... Are they uh, doing Guardians? Guardians... Of the galaxy, it's like no things. one knows who these people are. They'll totally do a well, better movie. Well, that and they're trying to expand the universe like quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like Suicide Squad expanded things quickly, and now you know, like the Birds of Prey and the Crime Syndicate. You're just adding more and more and more and more and more. The analogy that you and I came up with that one night, Chris, about what DC is doing compared to Marvel, and the whole it's the whole swimming analogy. Like, I don't just. Real quick, the whole concept that Marvel Marvel was the kid who went to the pool, mm-hmm. who got in the shallow end, splashed around, maybe sank under a couple of times, didn't quite, you know, but learned to swim and is now a good swimmer. Right. DC was the kid that stood on the pool the entire time and watched Marvel do it, and then went, I want to swim just like they can, Cannibal! and dove into the deep end, <laughs> and is now just flailing their arms, trying to stay That's afloat. Perfect. It is That's... a perfect analogy for what is happening. And like, yeah, they stay, they, they get back up and they're kind of figuring out they have to move their arms. I'm doing a lot of hand gestures because I'm Italian. I can hear it in your They voice. can hear the, yeah. in this, um, <sighs> so winded excuse now. me while I 80s dance real quick. But, uh, <laughs> but like, that's what DC's doing. And yep. meanwhile, Marvel's just like, you guys are idiots. You got to do what we did. Like, go back and learn. Well, what, what Marvel did is said like, who is this guy splashing? Let's go to the other bigger pool <laughs> yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then DC is still like, wait, no, I can well, do it. Mar- Marvel kept trying to do it, and then then a mouse came over and said, "Oh, you want to come to my pool?" Come yeah. <laughs> and Marvel went. Do I? Speaking t- of, that's a good transition. Okay. <laughs> can we call 2016 the year of Disney? Like, I know they probably have lots of years. They have the top three movies. <laughs> uh, top four movies. Let me think. Uh, so number one, Civil War. Civil War. Number two. Jungle Book? No, Zootopia. Zootopia. Okay. Number three. And by the way, April and February release. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> That's number how, number wait, three. I... Yeah. Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. And number four, Dory. Oh, that's right, Dory. And they still have Doctor Strange and Star Wars. And Star, Star Wars. Wars. Oh my God. <laughs> they are. They're gonna. I. I they, yeah. they can have the top six spots with six movies. <clears throat> At least over the course of the entire three, six very different movies. That's incredible. Oh wow, that's incredible. <laughs> made by technically different groups of people. What yeah. does it say about this year that the highest-grossing movie came out in May, and the second highest-grossing movie of the year came out in February? Yeah. De- the aforementioned dump month. Deadpool. Yeah. It's like number five. It's number six. Five or six. Yeah. And that came out. In February, also, yeah. this year 
has not been great. But the what has been great has, has been, been great. great. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I follow along with that because that but, analogy. Yeah. And to your point, uh, Jeff, like the variety that we've gotten from Disney with these films has been just as amazing. Like, you know what's gonna happen by the end of the year? Okay, shut down Rotten Tomatoes because they gave Suicide Squad a bad score. No, Suicide Squad was a bad movie, hence the bad score. score. It's an aggregate. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't do anything. (laughs) At the end of the year, there's going to be a petition to get the Supreme Court to declare Disney a a monopoly and make them divide up the company. (laughs) Yeah, because what what are you going to have? What what are these movies right now? You have a movie from Pixar, Mm -hmm. which used to be its own ordeal, its own thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was still in works with Disney, but it was still its own thing. You have a Marvel movie. And Disney does not meddle. Right. You have Zootopia, which was a Disney movie. That Mm -hmm. is not a Pixar film, but that's just Disney animation. So that's their own thing. But So Mm -hmm. that's still a third separate thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what Jungle else do Book. we have? You have Jungle. Jungle Book, which is a Disney, but that's live a live action, action well, Disney thing. <laughs> throw the quotes yeah, up for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just as much in quotes as Crocodile is. Um, so, but yeah, like... <laughs> Callback. Callback. Um, but like, it, you, you have... And then then if you keep looking into the rest of the year with well, stuff like Star yeah, Wars... And Alice. And Al- oh. The second Alice came out, that was a top ten grossing film. You, so it's like... I think. <laughs> the second Alice did not do well. No, it didn't, but it did It did well enough. I mean, and... True, true, true. You know, it did probably better than we would have thought. I never saw it. I don't want to see it, but plenty of people did. <coughs> but the thing is... Got when time you, travel. When you, have the top, when you have the top four films, <coughs> you you can mess up and make an, a second Alice and be like, yeah, who yeah. cares? Oops. I mean... We can make a third. Yeah, Fox, has had, a, Fox has had a terrible year. Yeah. Terrible couple of years. Some of those studios, I don't know how, like, because they're sinking so much money into these films that are just tanking. They need middle budget movies need to come back. Yeah, I really, I'm, I'm hoping with films like Deadpool, like, I, I hope that is going to be something that it'll be, you know, not just superhero movies, but just give smaller budgeted films and get the right filmmakers who know how to use that smaller budget to make something awesome. The one studio that's still doing great at the the small and medium budget films Mm -hmm. is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers can have the crap movies like Batman, Superman, <laughs> still made a billion dollars. Still, yeah. they'll still make a lot of money on that, but it's 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 not considered as much of a success as let's say a Guardians or something because it's not the worldwide success that some of these other Marvel films had. But they make so many other smaller film movies that that are smaller budgeted movies that do so well. Yeah, yeah. that that <clears throat> Warner Brothers is fine. I mean, you you look at that and you you think about it like. All the marketing and everything that they did for for Batman, Superman, for Suicide Squad, and it didn't make a billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but they make so much with all the other stuff that they do that they're like one studio that's doing that. Right? Mm-hmm. Besides Disney doing great with pretty much everything. Oh, like Except Jeff just said, when it, even even when they mess up, it's not great. Like, yeah, man, Good Dinosaur was a beautiful look. Oh, it, oh looked, it looked gorgeous. Story, I fully agree with that. The story just wasn't there. Was I stopped after the, uh, the the mud. Actually, when yeah, the the mudslide or the the water, I don't even remember. I don't even care. That's how much I didn't care. <laughs> it was like 15 minutes in the movie, and I'm just like, I can't. This is so. But well, you know what? Uh, having that in between Inside Out and Finding Dory, we're fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Last new story. Make me cry. <laughs> that I have. So, 
Fox, you mentioned them as having a bad year. Yeah. Now they're they're one of their Keystone franchises is X Men, mm-hmm. right? So what would help that franchise? Uh, you want me to come up with an answer, or are you just being yeah, rhetorical? Yeah, you can come up. Come, <laughs> you can come up with an answer. What would help the X Men franchise? Yeah. Well, I don't think their new TV show is going to do them any good, but well, <laughs> what's the good? So what about a a a finally having a another good villain besides Magneto? That would that would help. Apocalypse didn't do it, which is a shame because Oscar Isaacs is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right, and that that'd be my fear too. If 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 oh Doctor Doom, they should give Doctor Doom to the X Men. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so Mister Sinister. Oh yeah, is rumored to be the next villain. Nathaniel Essex. Because that was what was hinted at at the end of. Uh... Yep, with Essex right. yeah, all over okay. the place. If if anyone sat through the closing credits of. Uh, uh, X-Men Apocalypse yep. got to that stinger scene and it, it felt more like a traditional Marvel stinger which is someone's going to have to explain this to me <laughs> Some, I had yeah. To, uh, yeah you explained it to me because I did not I did not I I, and, I know the X-Men but I don't know them well enough I don't know the whole world to know oh okay that but I know who I know who that is so the actor who is trying to play this oh, character there's an actor vying for the part there's an actor vying for the he wants to be Mr. Sinister He's an actor who I think would have been a much better Lex Luthor. Okay. Oh, yes. Much better, much better Lex Luthor. <laughs> um, yep. I saw the fan art somebody made. Okay. He, what what else speak? was he rumored to be? He's been rumored to be a lot of bad guys. I think both studios would love to, or all three studios would love to have this actor. Because okay. in theory, he played a really great bad guy. Brian Cranston. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I feel like Brian Cranston, if he was to be cast as... God, he would have been a better Lex Luthor. He would have been. He would have been but, so good. Anyway, you're saying. But like, I feel like if he does, if he wins that, if he does get cast, like the X Men movies do have great actors in it. But I think that will, I think adding him would help elevate just the the movies just a little bit more. Yeah. And like, hey, look, it's a it's Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, you all love him. Breaking yeah, Bad, remember? Right? Remember? Like this, everybody likes him, right? He's the good bad guy, or the bad good guy, whatever we'll, you want to say. We'll get Aaron Paul in. He'll be the psychic. No <laughs> worries. I, I quick little side note. Uh, I don't think Spider-Man Homecoming has cast J. Jonah Jameson yet. It's got to be Gary Oldman. Hashtag JJ for Gary. Okay. Just so they would think it's got to be. Come on. <laughs> and, and we all agree that uh, that movie is going to be good. Homecoming? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. They ha- Honestly, not going to lie, they had me when they confirmed Michael Keaton was going to be in it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to this movie. <laughs> not that I wasn't as, before. As Vulture. Apparently, as Vulture. That's still yeah. not confirmed. Oh, do you guys see the leak? They have some set photos. Shocker. I did see. I did see. I need to see. I will look. Now, just, just for the record, Shocker does not use electricity. He uses <laughs> concussive blasts. Yes. Yeah. It's not power-based. Shocker from the Ultimate Comics is the best. Just the best reoccurring gag, dude. How much of the Ultimates have you read? Yeah, I read that. Yeah, he, he's, he's like never a joke of a he's never had an arc. Spider-Man always just stumbles into one of his heists in the middle of chasing someone else. So it'd be like going after Doctor Octopus or trying to get from point A to point B, and and accidentally come across Shocker robbing a bank or a van <laughs> or something. And and it's always like Shocker's like, oh no, not you again. And Spider-Man's always like, hey, you again. <laughs> Okay, let me just beat you real quick. And Shocker's like, no, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So, so that's next year, right? I mean, so next, so this year is owned by Disney. Yeah. Next year, we have, what, Guardians 2. Mm-hmm. So that's going to do 
fairly well. I think that'll do well. <laughs> You're gonna have Spider Man. Is that next year? I think it's next year, isn't it? Next year? They are and, filming right now. Yeah, they are filming. It really right. makes yeah. sense because Guardians is done filming, so mm-hmm. that's gonna be the first one released. Mm-hmm. I think Spider Man, Thor, <laughs> which I am looking forward to the third Thor, because the director from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. I was doing that, and he's coming from comedy, and uh, he did a lot of the uh, Flight of the Concords. He, he he created the show with those two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really, and he's the one who did the what was Thor doing doing yes. during Civil Jeff, War? Did you see this? That is so freaking brilliant. Freaking brilliant. So For that, those that list, just... those listening, if you have not seen it. It's the Comic Con release of what Thor was doing during Civil War. Is... Mark Ruffalo's in it. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's in it. He's freaking funny. Yeah. I kind of forget Chris Hemsworth Chris is Hemsworth. Uh, can be very funny. Yeah, I love the little bed for Mjolnir. I like like if you look right here, right behind here, it's Mjolnir holding me. <laughs> so so, good. so that that's that same director. So if he does something like that with a third Thor, and, and especially taking on because obviously there's some. There's going to, you know, oh, well, Ragnarok I, is like the end of that, the Norse. That's the Norse apocalypse. apocalypse. Right. So that's a pretty big ending. Yeah. So it's a very serious topic. I'm trying to stall because you have something really. I'm trying to jump in on the, on the <laughs> Thor 3. Um, Universal still owns part of Hulk. Yes. So Marvel cannot release a, a, a solo Hulk movie because they would have to share the, the, the money with Universal. So how do you get around that? You stick Hulk in Thor, and you do World War Hulk in Thor 3. Yep. And that is brilliant. Yep. <laughs> is there any doubt that Marvel knows exactly what they're doing? I mean, oh, they have the next God, no. how many years planned out, and it's... it's. They know how to get around those little things. Well, and that's, what, again, it, it, I, feel like, I feel like it really started with Civil War. It was kind of this, like, the first... Hey, look! This is what we're doing because they're not the standalone movies. Yeah, Civil War, which was Captain America three and Iron Man four and <laughs> Iron Man four and technically the Avengers two point five because yes. it was except for <laughs> Thor and Hulk, it was everybody else from the Avengers. That was not a Captain America movie. It was Captain America centric, mm-hmm. but it really was not a Captain America movie because I feel like Marvel's starting to kind of go more that like well uh, it, we'll just put someone's title on it yeah. yeah and then it's like oh yeah now it's that's the next captain america okay sure why not I, did you watch the behind the scenes on the civil war dvd have you seen the animatics that they released mm. they have fully animated animatics for the deleted moments and scenes from civil war oh. and they had like a bit from the two bits from the airport fight that didn't make it into it one is cap versus black widow where she gets the shield and uses it oh, against nice. him and then he knocks her off a building and she like catches herself he looks to make sure she's okay they both nod at each other and they go back he goes back <laughs> into the fight and there's a moment where uh war machine comes down to cap cap throws a shield war machine deflects the shield falcon catches it throws it back at war machine War Machine deflects it again. Bucky gets it, throws it back to Cap, and then Cap takes out War Machine like this. So like all three of the most recent Captain Americas had the shield at one point. So nice. Falcon, Bucky, and nice. Cap. Just the animatic alone, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. So those those well those are the three Marvel, Disney, For, and Sony movies coming yeah. out next year. Then you have Black in 2018. You have Black Panther, Avengers: Infinity War. Now it's just one, mm-hmm. not two. Which they started rehearsals on. Yeah. Because they had Josh Brolin 
tweeted out a picture. Then you have also Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. And Is then it 2018? 2018. Okay. Those two are in 2018. 2019, Captain Marvel with. I love the casting of Brie Larson. I don't think we've yes. talked since yes. then, but Brie Larson. Brilliant. Brilliant. She's a wonderful actress. I just won her Oscar. I keep thinking Allison Brie every single right. time. Allison Brie Larson. Allison Brie Larson. Yeah. They are gonna. I would watch that child. I I would I would watch Allison Brie Larson. I would. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying it because I was going to, but I'm like, is this that kind of podcast? I don't want to be my first entrance onto the show officially, and I pervert. Yeah, I don't want to be the pervert guy. <laughs> Let the people who've been established on this show be the perverts. <laughs> we keep it G-rated here for fuck's sake. We, we're well-established perverts on this show. Okay. Damn kids and their fucking swearing. Jesus. So anyways. I, yeah, it's and I, I just the the point of this, mm-hmm. and we've said this many many times. Marvel knows what they're doing. DC has no idea. <laughs> DC well, is still with, looking at the Batman films with Jeff Johns. And there's it, hope. There's hope, but it's we have to get rid of the last remnants of Zack Snyder to truly progress away from what Snyder has created in this very cynical, dark brooding, negative, hopeless universe that has been established in just three movies. Yeah. And it's it's very just mismanaged. And we will still have the effects of Zack Snyder and Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and yes, he directed the Justice League. That's three more movies we have to sit through that have his hands in them. Not so not as much Aquaman, maybe a, quite a bit of Wonder Woman, but definitely a whole lot of Justice League. And again, I, I know I sound like a hater. I'm ranting and raving about the DC movies. I love these characters so much, and I'm so disappointed in how mistreated they've been. Ben Affleck as Batman is probably the closest that they've come to being well-treated, for the most part, mm-hmm. in Batman versus Superman. But then the bad stuff just comes down to poor writing, yeah. basically. At that I, I've, I've changed for how many times you and I like went through that movie, mm-hmm. Gail Godot. Is so freaking good. I, every time we would like watch the, yeah, she's so good. In she's it. But, but you know why? Because she's only in the movie like ten minutes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, so she doesn't have time to disappoint <laughs> she us. She doesn't have time to get screwed up. <laughs> right, which is why they're coming out with a Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, good. They're be disappointed with two hours to screw her. Oh, and uh, uh, what's her name is uh, uh, Margot Robbie mm-hmm. is producing a standalone Harley Quinn movie. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that she's that heavily involved in it. Because she was one of the best parts of Suicide Squad. But I am Margot Robbie Harleyed out. <laughs> so as long as this movie doesn't come out anytime soon, I guess I can look forward to it. But mm-hmm. I've reached max capacity. I think going to Comic-Con and you could not turn your head without seeing someone dressed up like Harley Quinn. Oh, just wait for Halloween. Oh, God. I'm going as Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, look, I've been dressed in the outfit the entire night. I, I just look you in the eye. Oh, yeah. good. At least my eyes are up here. Yeah. Then, you know, well, I thought now you were, I thought you were dressed as a Harley Quinn. Well, you know, they all look the same. I suppose. That was last year news? Yeah, that's last of the news. Jeff, did you have any news? <laughs> no, we kind of, they, uh, they just released a picture of uh, Commissioner Gordon. Oh, is he like super yoked? Because I've seen those pictures of JK. <laughs> no, that was that was a fake. That, those are from those are from like five years ago for a different movie that he did. Man, he's that, that wasn't that wasn't this movie. He's come out and said no, no, no. That wasn't that was from an earlier film. So All right. Found those. All right. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing, nothing too jacked. He's uh, it's traditional teaser of. Uh, did you see the the Batman photo? Mm. That they like. Uh, 
last week or earlier this week that they released mm-hmm. that Zack Snyder tweeted out. A uh, photo of Ben Affleck in his new Batman outfit. Oh, yes, I did yep. see that. Where I'm like, oh, look, he looks like Christian Bale from the Batman. Yep, it's black. Yep. <laughs> it's black now. It's the black it's just suit. It's not the newer one. He also looks a lot thinner. Uh, no, the Commissioner Gordon photo is him on set in front of the uh, bat signal looking up at the sky. Very traditional Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. I, miss the, old, coat and I miss the old red phone with Chief O'Hara. <laughs> with Chief O'Hara. <laughs> we need to bring that back. <laughs> is Chief there. O'Hara... <laughs> They're, they're coming out with a cartoon yes. with their voices. Yes. The, an animated film release, which is uh, Batman 66. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yep. Yep. And it's basically, it's because it's based upon the, the, the comic book series. Which is, is based the, on the TV show. Which is yep. based, is, <laughs> what would be, what would the fourth, what would the, what the fourth season of the show would have been? Like, if they had just kind of kept going with the camp and. Batman 66. Check it out. I love their Bane as a big luchador. Oh, and it's perfect. They were like, yeah, that's that's who that would have been back then, I guess. It would have been some big muscle-bound guy. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have much else. That was the only thing I saw. We kind of, You guys kind of covered most of the other stuff. I covered a lot. All right. Well, I, I, have, I have some... Oh, questions. Some questions, which I don't... I left oh. somewhere. So I, you guys will have to talk. All right. Only a day away. I'm singing uh, other podcast music. So, nice. Chris... Let me tell you this great story that I... Uh... What? Why are you so nervous? Okay, okay. What are you doing? Oh okay, good. Uh, oh, um... Boy, that conversation we had was just going nowhere. Okay, so <laughs> if you would like to tweet some questions that we would, uh, we'll get to here on the podcast, you can tweet me at TC's Big Head. Uh, you can also tweet at Ben, uh, at Benji Toes. And one of... You can tweet to me, too. You can tweet... Schulze, what what what? At no. Badger Colfax. At Badger Colfax. And I Jeff... want to tweet you right now to not accept tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so... blocked you already. <laughs> Dang it! So here here's some questions. So this one's first one is from D Bane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a TV question. What are your favorite full season twenty four episode shows? What are your favorite? 13 episode shows and which is better 24 or 13 episodes i can answer that yeah. third question first yeah the shorter season is better i will There's, also agree with that with with the 24 episode you get so many of the filler filler episodes yeah. that have nothing to do with the eventual plot mm-hmm. that's my biggest with, complaint with lost with the 13 you have the Daredevils, the Jessica Jones, where every episode is powerful. There's no parts that are really no filler. Mm-hmm. Oh, how cool does Luke Cage look, by the way? Oh, oh very. I'm so excited <laughs> for that. The answer is very. <laughs> so excited for that. So uh, I agree. 13. I, I much prefer the. that's the more British way of doing it. In yep. fact, I mean, hell, a lot of the British shows are four episodes. Yeah, like three episodes. Sherlock and stuff like that. Now, I mean, that's different because those are hour and a half longer. Mm-hmm. Basically, I would have movies. Yeah, but... Sherlock is a bunch of movies, yeah. not a TV series. <laughs> but at the same time, but then like other shows, like again, I'm, Red Dwarf is six episodes a season. Wow, six, yeah. maybe seven, and that was eighty-eight. Game, you know? Game of Thrones is is only twelve every season. Not sure who is only ever like maybe I think it's like eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. maybe thirteen at most. Yeah, the the shorter seasons, and you're right, you're right on, Chris. There's no room for screwing around. Yep. You have to get very. Um, the the Misfits, which is a BBC show, mm-hmm. has five episodes per season, and they don't waste a second on that show. Yep. That after you finish watching a couple episodes, you've gotten so much development of characters and content, you would think you just watched half a season of a series. And 
you have actually yeah. because it's, <laughs> it's only two done. of the four or five or the five episodes, um, and that's just it. It challenges the filmmakers or the, the I guess the storytellers to to get to the damn point. Yeah. <laughs> As Jeff, you have a series about getting to the point, right? <laughs> I I I do. Your fan edits. My fan edits. Yeah. I for the last. Uh, oh, f- actually, for yeah. those who've been listening to the podcast long enough, will remember we watched. The Phantom edit. Oh, yeah. The Phantom Menace edit from Ghost Hat yeah. that Jeff did, which but, was the get to the point. I tricked Ben and Steve into watching a 70-minute <laughs> version. And they were just like, did I miss that? I just thought I missed that part. I just didn't realize it. Yeah. My my, my to the point edits was just, just uh, we just recently, uh, I guess now about a month ago now, yeah. completed the Batman Superman edit. That's... Mm-hmm. The three-hour Ultimate Edition that's been cut down to an hour and 31 minutes It's exactly. shorter than Man of Steel now. Yep. <laughs> and that is with the six and a half minutes credits is put into it. And it's a nice, good, condensed film. Did yep. you change it to put edited by... Yes, actually. You did, I did. Yes. I did. Which was a nice in. surprise. So, so what, to, to finish now, his first question, mm-hmm. what's your favorite 24-episode series? My favorite 24-episode series... Well, technically, Lost didn't maintain 24 episodes because yeah, the last few seasons were 13. Writer Strike. Right. And, the last uh, one, I think, is 16, but that went up. Like, my, they dropped oh. down and then went back up. I got it. It's Scrubs. <laughs> oh. Scrubs. Is, I know <coughs> he probably meant like dramas and, like, hour-long shows. Yeah. Again, uh, I but I do have a, you know, a friend in the medical field who said... Out of all the medical shows, Scrubs is the most realistic. I've heard other doctors say the same thing, yeah. <laughs> which is also kind of scary. <laughs> it's like I don't want JD operating on if, me. If I'm, oh, if I'm, wouldn't. that's true. Turk was the Turk is the Turk was the surgeon. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would want Turk operating on me either. Actually, he was pretty good though. I will say this: Carla may more than willing be my bedside nurse. <laughs> actually, I'd be okay with Doctor Cox coming in and belittling me the entire time too. That'd be great. And Elliot has cold hands, so I wouldn't want her... No, she can't could, touch me, but she could be in the room. Doesn't have good bedside manners. <laughs> I love Sarah Chung. And what about 13? Um, I will, oh, okay, well, for, for drama, I'll say the show 24. I am a, I love that series, and those are 24 episodes. 24 episodes. Uh, my favorite 13 episode? Oh, gosh, I'm, I think I'll say the first season of Daredevil. I would agree. Yeah. First season of Daredevil. If I'm going to go, if I want to pick hour and short... Then I'll say, I just finished the first, I did the two seasons of Rick and Morty. Holy shit, that is an amazing, <laughs> so, holy is so shit, is that show good. Yeah. Wow. So good. <laughs> How about you guys? I, 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 for the shorter one, I would say any of the three Marvel ones that are on Netflix right now are mm-hmm. amazing. And I got to say, it's going to continue to be with, with as they're going. Even the um, previous form give me chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that first season of Lost is so good. That is one of the the best, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I will fully agree with that. Yeah, it is so good. It, it they clearly knew what, what do they were doing. What you want me to do? What am I supposed to? do? <laughs> <laughs> because then it's just like, what? What's going? What what's is going happening? <laughs> so, what about you, Jeffrey? Um, I would also agree. The first season of Lost is pretty good for the the twenty four. I'm not gonna lie though. Um, if you do like a half hour long show, I I thoroughly enjoy How I Met Your Mother. And Scrubs. That's yeah. true. Like, both of those, I'm like, I, those are just, I don't, yeah, last season of both those shows, the last couple seasons are not the greatest, but beginning seasons of both those shows are just brilliant. Season one of How I Met Your Mother just is great. Love it. Hilarious. You know what I learned about that show is they did not film in front of, in front of no, a live they studio did not. audience. Because there's so many cutaways that yeah. it was just impractical. Plus, they started filming certain stuff at the same, like, they were like, well, this gag's gonna come in later. 
So we'll just, or like a couple episodes from now, so we'll just film it now. Yeah, yeah while so you're in that gonna, outfit. Yeah. They would play the episode to a theater full of people and record the record laughter. Record the laughter. That's how they cool. did the one of the shots for the High Metro, or uh, Big Bang Theory episode I was on. Yeah. They showed us the pre-film. Well, that was when the show first started. And... Yeah, all right. Uh, anyways. That's why you're an intern. Um, Shut up. I have, I have one other one. I'm going to skip the second question or down because we already oh. talked. It's the Thor 3 documentary. Oh, okay. Asked about it. <laughs> so good. Uh, this is from TS Fan, but it's T-E-E-S. T-S Fan. T-C's Fan. T-C's Fan. Oh, wait. T-S Fan? T.S. Eliot? Yes. Top shelf fan. Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> That'd be brilliant if that you was. You should uh, make sure you thank the person for the second question. <laughs> uh, actually, this is perfect for you as well. Oh, fantastic. Um, Glad I was here. What are some bad movies with incredible soundtracks? Um, I, I'll throw it out there. Uh, Batman Forever has yes. Kiss from a Rose and Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill that Me. That is very true. And that is not a good movie. <laughs> that is very true. Now you're talking you're talking soundtracks, not yep. scores, right? Empire yeah. Records for 90s movies yeah. has a phenomenal soundtrack. Is it a bad movie? It's 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 not great. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, not, not, great. it's not that good. It's, uh, but... <laughs> I know you celebrate Rex Manning Day every year. Oh, I do. That's where it came from. <laughs> Oh man, soundtracks! I'm trying to think of some uh, just great. Oh um um, crap crap! I can't think of it fast enough. I just had one in my head and it just went away. Uh, Batman and Robin also has a pretty good soundtrack with uh, the the beginning is the end is the beginning and yes. the end is the beginning is the end. But the two Smashing Pumpkins songs and the end is the beginning of the end. The slower, more very emo, which version. was used as the first trailer for Watchmen. Yes, which was like. Well, hopefully this is good. (laughs) Yeah, because that song made it seem like it's going to be brilliant. Um, There is another movie that it actually, I I had the soundtrack. I had the soundtrack for, for, for probably 10 years before I actually saw the movie. Mm -hmm. Angus. (laughs) There's Angus is made that kids from race. uh, (laughs) It's from my hometown. Yeah. But but yeah, it's got a great Green Day song. It's got it's again in the '90s, um, great soundtrack. The movie was like, eh. Yeah, but good soundtrack. Yeah, great nope. soundtrack. Oh, never mind. I forgot because the movie was supposed to be bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're gonna say Guardians? I was just gonna be like Guardians because duh, that <laughs> cares. Like, oh, my oh no, and that's why it's that's why it's <laughs> not a oh, bad wait. movie. No, bad, that movie's good. Uh, bad movies with good, good soundtracks. Good soundtracks. <laughs> that's that's tough because uh, usually it's it's both. It's usually a bad movie and a bad soundtrack or. Well, it's I, a good movie and a good I, soundtrack. Okay, good soundtrack just because of the songs they chose. Suicide Squad had some good, some good, but they were trying so hard <clears throat> to do Guardians of the yes. Galaxy. Yep, and it's very clear that none of those songs were intended to be in that movie. But because of the success of the trailer and Ballroom Blitz and Bohemian Rhapsody, they were like, "Hey, yeah, let's let's crow." Seriously. How many songs are in that damn movie? Like every time they change scene, new pop song. It's almost like a. It's almost like a like a nine hundred two one zero. Wow, did I just date myself a little bit? It's almost like a teen pop TV show, like a, like on a WB. Am I just dating myself constantly? Yes, yes you Holy are. Holy crap! So I'm single. I have a way. question. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. This one came from Jay Swenson. Really? She, oh, that's great. Yeah. She wants to know. What Adam Sandler movie on Netflix have you watched recently? Oh, come on. <laughs> That's on here, actually. See, look, it's a, it's a question. See, look. <laughs> uh, 
I uh, actually almost clicked on Ridiculous 6 last night when I was scrolling through the, like, I ended up watching London is Fallen, and I was like, there's Adam Sandler staring at me like an asshole. Hmm. I guess I'll watch it, it to shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh uh, Wonders came in, too. B-Toe also said, what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Shut up. <laughs> what? I, I, these are so the readers want to know. There we go. If, uh, if, if in the next few minutes as we're closing up, Jeff, you think of a movie with a good soundtrack, jump in. But yeah, bad but they're, they're, I can't movie. find any bad ones because I love the pop star soundtrack. The yeah, only but, guy. but the movie, movie is, is good too, yeah. so it's like I can't. Now, interestingly enough, uh, that the reason that's a, a good question for Jeff here is that Jeff might be starting a new series, that's and true. by announcing it here, I'm <laughs> forcing you happening. to get I to it. I was going soon. to film it this weekend. Well, you have a week, and then he can edit this part out. <laughs> that's right, because this is going to be released on the anniversary of, <laughs> of Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee. Dundee. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, Jeff, you have a new show, sir. I do. Um, I have uh, been in the process, so much like you. Do you want to... I'm going to pause you for a second. Pause. But remember where you started. Okay. Process just like me. Uh, you could also list all the stuff you already are doing, <laughs> such as the, all the other podcasts, all the other movies, all the other shorts. But we, we'll get to that. So much stuff that's anyway. going on So you're in the process. Time. I'm in the process <clears throat> of, uh, much like uh, TC, where you do the one-minute rewatch um, on the BitLife channel, and Chad does the one-minute gamer. The, the original one-minute Yep, the gamer. original one-minute gamer. Um, we were discussing a few weeks back about maybe doing like a music one or something along those lines so i am in the process i've already written episode one and i gotta film it now i've done doing i've doneing the one minute it's i'm gonna be very successful on this music, because i can't words. talk yeah yeah i just <laughs> play songs no it'd be the one minute listen so what i'll do is i'll focus on a uh i'll focus on an album an mm -hmm. entire album that is just brilliant from beginning to end uh the original concept was to maybe do a song but it, it's there's so many that are kind of like that that I wanted to narrow it down and be like, nope, you can listen to this album mm -hmm. from beginning of it to the end. Because the biggest problem with today's world is that so many people, because you have iTunes and Amazon where you can buy a track off of an album, mm -hmm. you miss out on potentially, not all artists do this, but a lot of artists do this, where an entire album tells a story yeah. or is it emotion or is it a journey and something like that. So there's, there's a lot of thought goes into some albums about what the track order is going to be. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, As and, there should be. Yeah. yeah. Because and, there's, a, there's, a, there's a ride you take. Maybe I'm not, and I'm not saying like this song leads into this song. It's not like a continuous mm -hmm. album, but you, you get a, you get a story that's about this, or you get an upbeat song and then you get like a little bit slower paced one, but then you kind of go back into a mid ground and then up, up to an like more energetic. And then you tend to round off with a upbeat and then a slow kind of ending song. And that's generally what it is. So, yeah. so this is cool. This is a, the one minute listen. It'll be on the bit life. I'm assuming bit life. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be a, a a third under the one-minute label. Yep. Uh, and yes, I know my episodes tend to be four minutes, but the review itself is a minute. <laughs> Get off my back. My, my first episode is going to be like nine minutes long because I'm explaining what this show is going to be about. So. Just just cut everything you just said. And just, just, just plop it in. Yeah, plop Why it. is or, the beginning of this an audio podcast? Or, or speed ramp it. <laughs> oh, God. Please so, don't make me speed ramp anything. <laughs> um, I also am having a show come out in the same umbrella. Yeah. Did you not hear about this? Uh, no. No, I've been talking ass. a while about it. <laughs> your, your tone of your voice tells me you're kidding. <laughs> Talk to Ryan. It's called the One Minute Lover. <laughs> uh, so anyway, 
Um, what is every episode going to be? <laughs> they also will last nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're being way too generous. Chris's episodes will be 26 seconds long. Ooh. All right, so then back to the... Hello, show. and welcome to the... <laughs> and that's the end of episode 87. <laughs> Didn't even start the timer this time. You're right. Five minutes long, 100 episodes. <laughs> Please watch it from beginning to end. All right, so that's There fun. is an arc. <laughs> Jeff, would you like to plug your stuff as we wrap up here? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Um, so people... People can find just me more online. I'm doing a lot of different work right now, but uh, primarily you can find me eventually on the BitLife channel. Mm -hmm. uh, but hey. I also do have a... Hey, it's, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but I also do... Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RandomBell. Mm -hmm. I do post non-mopey things, I swear, occasionally. <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, I do live... I'm doing. A, I'm starting up a new live uh, tweeting of another horror movie. Last summer, I spent the summer making yes, fun of all the 80s horror slashers. And at, at Random Bell on Twitter. Random Bell on Twitter, yeah. Follow Jeff when he when he sits and watches yes. a movie. He does a great live live tweet it's, stream. Because it's it's kind of my riff track, Mystery Science Theater, yeah. making fun of, but just in tweet form. So <laughs> it's fun. You, uh, sorry to help you plug. No, nope, that's perfectly, recently, please do. recently released a new episode of some troll action. Yes, I did, because I'm trying to get back into doing the troll so on Wait, the trolls... I thought the troll released that uh well he, he posted it on my facebook so oh, that's true. <laughs> sure we'll just go with that stupid instagram um <laughs> uh you can yeah working on the troll uh, the troll blog again trying to ramp up some more he just recorded a new song uh, that becomes a duet between himself and me uh there will be new episodes in the future uh created a, an instagram account for the troll as well so you can follow okay. some of the silly goofy stuff that uh, what's does. the what's his handle everything should be troll blave B-L-A-V. B-L-A-V. No, e. not, not Actually, e. you know what? There might be an E at the end of it. Because <laughs> on Facebook, it's with an E. And yeah. on Twitter, it's with an E. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm... I think at this point, it does have it an E. It is with an E. <laughs> to Blave. Yeah, and actually on Instagram, it's Troll Blave with an E as well. Okay, so. good. So it's with an E. It's, it's with an E. Yep, everything's consistent. Yeah. Uh, YouTube.com slash Troll Blave is the web series and the show, and that's where you can find the episode. And then Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. He posts occasional goofy things. Gotta love that troll. He's he he does work. He does good. Trollsy, plug away. Uh yeah. So we have. I'm sorry, I franchise. Kids, so I gotta think. Franchise, franchise. <laughs> franchise, franchise. I just finished my season with uh, with Mr. Bell over there. Yes, and that will be coming back as soon as we get the third season going. So Police Academy. Um, Our series, it's not it's season. it's quite a roller coaster, where it starts out uh, on the top of the mountain. And you go down, and then you go back up, and then you go back up, and then it goes straight to hell. It, it like uh, part four is literally the edge of the cliff. Yep. And then everything after that, there's not even like uh like you don't you're not tumbling down no. a hill. You are just careening into the vast emptiness that is. It's like it's like when 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 you're you're playing any of those video games and you just fall. Yep. <laughs> So it's Mario. Forever. It's Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Right. It's just okay. end of nothing. Um, so also uh, Chris and Max movie review. Yes. I hope we get season see two. Season. Should be coming soon. There's a promo poster coming out shortly. Oh, oh good. <laughs> yeah, because you're on it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a quote from me? Uh, no. I did oh. not endorse this series. <laughs> TC <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so that's coming up, and then, <laughs> and then I haven't been on it for a while because of the the baby. But uh, Podcast Mania, my horror film, horror, horror, horror film uh, podcast, where we talk all things. Oh, it's a, it's a tie-in. 
horror. The one minute lover. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Welcome, Welcome to, to the podcast. horror podcast where we dissect horrors from all. Today movies. I'm with Trudy. <laughs> Trudy, you pay six. You charge six ninety five an hour for your service. What was, do you charge for a minute? So if you want to, ha- if you have any questions about the horror podcast or horrors, uh, you can tweet Chris at at Badger, Badger Colfax with an X, right? Colfax yeah, with Colfax an X. with, with an X. And uh, you can uh, so check out firmitfilms.com. You can check out uh, previous episodes of The Re Watchmen. You can check out our short films, our past three, three month in a row winning films of yes. screenwriter Meatball Assassino and uh, Unbuttoned. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TC's Big Head. And check out, please check out Ben's Life Story series on NBC Asian America. And supports some awesome docu series filmmaking from Mr. Bento, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at Benji Toes. That's it. That's the episode, guys. Yay! Thanks so much. Uh, if you do give Crocodile Dundee a watch, put it in the comments below if you have any thoughts on some of the news stories we prattle on about. But with that being said, I am TC DeWitt for Bento, for Schulze over here, for Ben. But, but, Hi, no, you're Jeff Bell. Good night, Radio Raheem. <laughs> in, intern. <laughs> intern, Jeff Bell, finally making his appearance. Yay! Uh, Unofficial rewatchment. And uh, Desmond the dog is right down here right now, and he farted. <laughs> 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 He's not a. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Good night, Radio Raheem. Woo! So. Ed Benji Toes just sent another question about what? about how much you love Adam Sandler. And I said, he said, what are your top five Adam Sandler movies? Not including the ones before he was bad. Well, right. let me answer this. No, no, that one doesn't count because that's what I'm doing. Where's your bread, Jeremiah? Oh, Jacob, boy, Jacob. It starts with Little Nicky.